its energy surrounds us and binds us. What's up, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to the Carbonite Combos podcast. If this is your first time joining us, you've just taken your first step into a larger world. And like always, if this is not your first time, like Rudy over here on the screen. If this is not your first time, we can't thank you enough for coming back for another episode. Today is episode 73 being recorded on Friday, May 20th, and we are super excited. I know it is a couple days late because we usually record on Wednesdays and post on Thursday, but we had a lot this week, so we just figured we, you know, better late than never. Um, With the new Vanity Fair article that came out earlier in the week, focusing on four of the biggest shows that we've gotten in a long time, Alec and I just wanted to hop on and talk about this article. It was a hell of a read. So um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it was quite the read. Uh, Nick and I have been talking about it kind of all day because the fact that I found it to be a little bit all over the place and, and Nick came to the conclusion that this had to have been uh, different articles that were spread throughout the magazine kind of just thrown together in one big long essay type yeah if that's what you want to call it so you know re- retaining some of that information i you know th- there's a lot of information a lot of reveals a lot of uh you know insights as to what the future might kind of look like um as with some of these shows and i really like getting a i don't want to call it a, a sneak peek but just to kind of a more of an idea rather than like going into like book of Boba Fett or, or anything along those lines where we had no idea where the show might be, might be going. If, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get so, it. I like, I it. get it. No, I liked it a lot. It was a very long read. It took me a good 20 plus minutes to get through it all. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really valuable. So if you haven't read through it, uh, definitely uh, when you get the chance, I would I would skim it. Uh, it's a really good article, gave a lot of good information. So we're just going to go through each series and just kind of talk about the articles. So the first one was Andor. Uh, I think after the article, I'm a lot more excited because up until now, we didn't know, like you said, we didn't know anything about what this was about. The only time we've ever gotten Cassie and Andor was in Rogue One, and his character did a very, a very big switch throughout the movie. So I think it's going to be really interesting seeing his character early on in his rebellion days. Yeah, no doubt. What what I think is going to be interesting is what I feel like is going to happen is we're going to see Andor in a light very comparable to Saw Gerrera. Very extremist, very, very tough, very um, doing, very, very willing to do whatever it takes for the greater good, if that's what you want to call it, right? And obviously in Rogue One, we see that switch up. We see him end up making the ultimate sacrifice for the good of the galaxy and truly dying a hero's death. I feel like we're going to see him put into that light in the show. Hey, buddy. (laughs) Into the show and... We're going to see maybe some insight as to what truly is going to make him change his mind, you know? Yeah, I think it's super interesting because the show is going to start off on his home planet and the Empire is pretty much going to decimate Cassian's home. So you can already tell what that's going to do to his character as, as a whole in relation to how he feels about the empire. But not only that, his new found home is also from what I took from the article, it's going to slowly be 
corrupted by the empire as well. So I think we're really going to see that transition to him being a normal person and an, or maybe even a normal kid mm-hmm. and growing up with this resentment towards the empire, which is justifiable and just him joining the rebellion, which is really cool. And I like that the article is, it was somewhat to the effect of we're going to see the birth of the rebellion on screen. So I really like that. Yeah, man. I, I like that. They mentioned that, especially due to the fact that Mon Mothma is going to be a, a very big part of it, which yeah. I find to be really interesting. That they're diving into her. Um, I, you know, I, I think people like her as a character, obviously she's in the original trilogy, but when they recalled her and really dove into her character a little bit more in row one, we really got to see how much power and how important the rebellion was to her. And I, just like uh, Andor, want to know the reasons why they fight. What made them uh, get passionate about the rebellion? What made them want to turn against the uh, Empire? Did they lose their families? Did they lose their home like we know Andor did? Um, what What's her situation? What desired her to become a, a leader in the rebellion? You know what I mean? Well, I think we see, you know, we we see a good portion of that in Rebels, which is really cool. We get a little bit deeper dive into Mon Mothma's character and the early days of the rebellion. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting, like you said, just to see why she's doing it, because she was already I believe it, she was already a senator. And at some point, the rebellion was formed. Uh, I, I do wonder if we're going to see Bail Organa in this at all, because I think he's super vital to the rebellion story. Uh, so I do wonder if we're going to see Bail Organa and more importantly, Jimmy Smith re reprise his role. So I'm super hype for this. I, well, not super hype, but I'm more hype than I was for Andor. I think it's going to have a good place in the Star Wars story. Do you think it's out of the question? if Bail Organa is in this, that Leia might in some way have a cameo? I think based on where it's placed, I think we could see some Rebels characters. You you Mm -hmm. never know, especially, and we'll go into the Ahsoka series after this, especially with the Ahsoka line seemingly all culminating into her finding uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra. I think that at some point, these other shows have to be looped in as well. You know, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of years between, but I still do think that uh, the story relates. Yeah, man, there's a lot of opportunity for cool battles, stories, character arcs through the early stages of the Empire that, we, that we've never seen in live action. Um, obviously, we got a little bit of a, of a glimpse of it in Rebels, but not to... You know, the satisfaction of the fan, not to the ultimate live action series that we could possibly have. And just really, really cool instances from, you know, Vader's early years and, and the early parts of, you know, said empire. Yeah, no, no definitely. But I, I'm super excited. I think it's really cool that his call had to be in, pro- it, he was in the back of a cab and he was having to use all these code words and he just immediately said he was in. And that was over three years ago. So this is a long time in the making. So I think it's going to be really cool. 
Yeah, I you know I was reading. He was saying he had to stay away from specifically saying star or wars. Yeah, because dude, as someone of that importance in in any movie or show, as soon as they start talking about that on the phone, you know whoever's listening is going to spread that information as fast as possible. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we would. No if doubt. Emily, if Emily Swallow would have told us that she was coming back for Mando season two or Book of Boba Fett. We would have said confirmed Emily Swallow carbonate right combos. Carbonate combos said it first. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. But I thought that was a really cool story. Uh going into how Rosario Dawson is completely the opposite way, where she is FaceTiming her friend's son in full Ahsoka garb. I thought that was so awesome. And I can only imagine getting a phone call from my favorite Star Wars character. Dude, that'd be insane. <sighs> I do kind of we have as, a story that's along those lines after you're after you're done. We as fans get more attached to people who love their characters. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Okay. People love Han Solo, but they don't love Han Solo as much as they could because people don't like how little Harrison Ford cares about the fandom. I agree. Rosario Dawson is full-blown Ahsoka mode. She's yeah. in it. She's here for the long haul. I love it. I'm here for it. Definitely. Definitely. No, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, this one time when I was in Disney as a kid, this was before Disney was full on, you know, galaxy's edge, star Wars everywhere. So all they had was star Wars weekends. And when it wasn't star Wars weekends, all they had was the star Wars ride. Mm -hmm. So I remember one day I couldn't have been more than eight or nine years old. I was probably around eight. Uh, one of the people that was working at the shop at the end of the star Wars ride pulled me aside. He was like, uh, hold on. We have, we have something for you. And it really threw me and my dad off. And then he came out with, you know, the old toy lightsabers that yeah. uh, they, they don't go all the way in, but they're the electronic yeah, they ones a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're the electronic ones that make noise. This was around I the time. Anakin's. I had a lot of them. This was around the time of attack of the clones. And the guy in the Star Wars store, you know, they're dressed really Star Wars-ish. He comes out with Obi-Wan's lightsaber and he says, Obi-Wan is in the back. And he just, he told me to give this to you. So it wasn't, it didn't have any packaging on it or anything. It was just a lightsaber, brand new. It, it, he just, he just gave it to me. He said, Obi-Wan's in the back. He, he told me to give this lightsaber to you. And it was Obi-Wan's lightsaber. That's cool. And I remember as a little kid, I was like, what, what, what? Obi-Wan no gave way. me this lightsaber. And I'll, I'll never get rid of that lightsaber, man. Obi-Wan gave it to me personally. I wonder if there's like certain, certain, every certain amount of people, they, they do something like that where they give away an item to a kid. Like you just said, oh, Hey, Obi-Wan said it trying to make, you know, Disney is truly the most magical place on yeah. earth. And that's how they do it with stuff like that. No, and I'll I'll never forget that, man. That was Obi-Wan gave me his lightsaber. I was a little kid. And just the fact that, you know, it, it was free and they just for some reason just gave it to me. I wonder why when they made them, they couldn't make them go all the way in. I always hated that. I know, about right? mine. It was I annoying. Know. It made it so much longer. You couldn't hang it. It looked dumb. No, I uh, know. I, I wonder why that is. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something with the technology. Know. Now they so have going back, flavors, so I know, right? It's nuts how far we've come. Uh, getting back on track, we were talking about Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. So 
just getting a call that, that would that would be awesome but i thought it was really funny how she retweeted something on twitter before it was announced mm-hmm. and star wars said yeah you you probably want to take that down she said she said like see you soon snips or something like yeah, that see you soon sky guy sky it's a sky guy um and we don't even know if it's confirmed yet that's the interesting part i'm sure it is i'm sure that it it, it has to be it's a true. missed opportunity if they don't well that yeah that vader and hayden christensen will be appearing in the ahsoka show i think uh, i think it ha- i think it's happening just the fact that she did that and maybe lucasfilm saw this article as an opportunity to throw fans off again that, Hey, it, it might not be the case, but I, I think it's happening, which is really cool. Um, but overall, I think this did a lot of, I think this did a lot of justice for the Ahsoka series because we have Dave Filoni pretty much saying that this will culminate into this grand Admiral Thrawn Ezra story but along the way, we're going to see her on different adventures. And we've already seen that a little in in Mando uh, Mando season two, Book of Boba Fett very briefly. But to have her uh, in her own series, it's going to it's going to be really interesting seeing the hijinks that she as a former Jedi gets herself into. What I'm kind of hoping we get some answers to is the question of, oh, we know that she was alive during the early years of the rebellion now. Where yeah. was she this whole time? Why wasn't she helping fight? Why wasn't she there with the rebellion trying to you know, take the galaxy back? I feel like we might get a little bit of insight as to what she was contributing during that time because it had to be something. It had to have been. It had to have been something. We just don't it, know. You what. never know with the veil of the force. Maybe there's something freaky going on with that where I don't know if she was stuck in it or something. I, I don't know. It's, it could be it's anything. It's this Avengers scenario where it's time travel. We can't we can't explain it, so we're just ha- going to have to take our best guesses. So you're saying um, it's not like Hot Tub Time Machine? No, no. Uh, well, I don't know. I was thinking Back to the Future. Never know. Um, but yeah, I I would love to have some answers for that because I think that, like you said, that's one of the biggest questions that we know that she was alive through the original trilogy and we know why she wasn't in it because she wasn't did not exist exist yet right but the fact that she was put in the prequel into the prequel timeline put into the sequel timeline after the fact there needs to be an explanation on where she was because she's such a vital character oh old dave is too invested in her for now anything to be skipped over so i have i have very I i have all of my faith in dave and he can no, uh, he can answer 100%. These. 100%. And it's really cool. Speaking of Dave, I thought the story about him and John Favreau meeting for the first time was super interesting. How Kathleen Kennedy was a little worried of a turf war going on because you see you have this man that was picked directly by George to pretty much continue the Star Wars story and help him develop with him. And then you have John Favreau who was pretty much just a very big fan and a pioneer for a lot of this new technology that we saw and just a very talented producer and director. So you have two men that really care about star Wars and have two, I'm sure very different backgrounds and very different ideas coming together on one project. I think it was really cool that Kathleen Kennedy set up uh, pretty much a play date and they just, 
got along right off the bat. That's I thought so that, was, aw- that is so awesome. No, I thought it was super cool. No, like at this point, dude, those are the two of the the best producers, directors in the game, man. Like what they're doing for the for the community and what they're doing for these shows and movies and everything, man. It's just on another level. And it's to the point what you were saying about Rosario Rosario Dawson, how you you know that they love the work they're doing, right? So you trust that it's in good hands. Exactly. Um. I know that you mentioned you wanted to talk a little bit about Grogu and how he came to be. Oh yeah. Like so um, I, I, you know, in the article, they're really talking about how scared they were of making baby Yoda or the yeah. child they were calling it um, at the time as far as what we called him in season one. Um, obviously the name of baby Yoda stuck around and they even said in the article, he will forever be baby Yoda. His yeah. name is Grogu, but he will forever be Baby Yoda. And well, they were just back, man. Like they felt like they felt like it was a gamble doing this. It was. It was. And, you didn't want to disrespect it was an Yoda. Instant hit. Instant hit. There's not one person on this planet that does not like Baby Yoda. For the most part, yeah. Come on, man. There, no one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. Anybody that has a TV for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree, man. And you wonder where the Mandalorian story would have gone if it if Grogu wasn't in it. What what is the what's the storyline if there's no child? They um, said they did early um like castings and like early uh early filming without the child being a part of it. And it was a completely different vibe of the show. Um yeah. and you know, ultimately they, they made that decision and it ended up being a hit. Um, and I'm sure they're, they're super thankful that they went with their gut there, but I can't well, because, imagine thinking that it was going to, that it could have bombed. Yeah. And they said that it would have only been a child, a baby of Yoda's species. They weren't going to put a baby Akbar or a baby crustacean. It was only going to be that child. So yep. I think that's one of those cool things too, that they managed to keep a wrap on that up until the release because i remember seeing that and flipping out that was before we did reactions i wish i wish we could have been doing reactions the entire time um but man i I remember being so confused i called you right after i was like bro i know what is like exactly no it just the phenom that baby yoda has become just the icon in in the real world now you, you can't go anywhere without seeing baby yoda you really can't no it's somewhere um, it is it is and we Whether are getting merch, him t-shirts whatever yeah. it is season three uh towards it's either the end of 2022 or early 2023 yep uh, so along the same lines of when it's been releasing in years past so i am super hype about season three um it's already in production which is super cool so we're gonna we're gonna get them again. Yes, sir. It was really neat the technology that they were talking about too. And I think that's maybe well, that is a big reason why we can get so many Star Wars and Marvel projects for that so matter fast bro. coming out literally every month, it seems like, because it's half the time and a quarter of the budget, because they can just have this warehouse where they can film pretty much the entire they thing can create whatever they want yes and in one building just the technology where they can pause the sun they can have it be any type of any time of day for however long they want it 
it has absolutely changed the game. And the fact that very, uh, very well-respected people in the film industry, like Spiel, like Steven Spielberg, they have come to check out this technology and they use it now. Like James so, Cameron is another big one. That yeah. Apparently they were working nearby. Oh, I was, I said, the, I the meant Spielberg Cameron. was also in, included okay. in, in there as well. They were talking about him as well, but okay. I thought the interesting one was, uh, was uh james cameron james cameron because he was working on avatar and for one of the you know i don't want to say original but when the first avatar came out that was industry changing the technology and and the graphics of everything was the first of its kind cgi the cgi was out of this world just incredibly done for the leader the person who headed that whole project bro to come in there and want that technology i i think that says something about it Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think that like, that's why we're able to get shows with such good quality because they can pretty much do anything that they want now, which is incredible for fans. Yes, it is. So now the big one, Kenobi coming out in less than a week. God, I can't wait, bro. That's why it's next week. I know. Right. I don't even two episodes on the first night. Yep. I don't even know what to say, man. I think, I think the biggest battle. Yep. I think the coolest thing is knowing at the time how, how much backlash there was from the prequels and the fact that a lot of kids grew up with that and absolutely loved them like us. And now we're adults now and you know the backlash made the the performers and the actors and actresses stay away from star wars and it's so cool that now they realize that you know the critics their their voices don't really matter anymore because the kids and the fans that grew up with them are growing up now and we still now love we have them. A, they have a voice like exactly. now we are able to use that voice to no we enjoyed it like we want yes. more of it and even some critics are going back on their word and backing them now. So it's interesting to see how excited Ewan McGregor and especially Hayden Christensen are to j- just join the galaxy again. Uh, that's our childhood as, as much as thousands and thousands of others out there that are getting to see their childhood heroes on screen again. Um, so I think that was really cool just to see that not only did they agree to come back, but that they're very excited to come back. Yeah, man. So there's a lot of opportunities here for some really cool stories. One thing that I saw that I'm super excited about, this could be one of two things. Okay. Cause I've seen two different reports of two separate things of these leaks, of these leaked pictures of Hayden Christensen training for different lightsaber fights He's not in Vader gear. He's wearing, he's wearing the cape. He's wearing his cape. I saw two different things. One, that those might be him possibly training for live action Clone Wars flashbacks. Or what the other report is, is that that was actually the cowl that Luke wore in Mando season two when he made his appearance. And that was just the only one they had on set. And he wanted one to wear so he could really practice and get in the feel of the fight. I don't see how it would be a Clone Wars flashback yeah. unless it was during Order 66. It but be. he still had a brown cloak on. 
Yeah. Brownish. Well, again, it was it was rehearsal is the main is the yeah. is the main thing to think about here. Like, I don't think it was filming or anything along those lines. It was just the rehearsal and the choreography of the fight itself. I just thought it was very interesting why he he really he wanted to wear the cloak. Um, I yeah. get I get why that would be, but I feel like if he was training to be Vader, he would need he would have had to been in his armor. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe. Yeah. But you have to practice outside of the armor before you practice, before you get in it, because you need to learn the moves and everything first, I assume. Right. Just the fact that we're getting both of these characters again is incredible. No, it is, man. I would say these are two of the top five faces for the franchise, Um, depending on who you ask. It might be one and two. It might be four and five, but they're, but they're in there for everybody. Right. And for us to get another show, which to me, these shows are getting better and better because we're able to get a lot more out of them rather than a, than a two and a half hour movie. We're able to see maybe four hours worth of of show, if not more, and, and really able to segment and, and dive into different scenes and aspects rather than having to make it flow quite as much into one consecutive thing we can jump around a little bit get some of this get some of this get some of this for it to add up to the the big storyline no i get that i get that i think one thing that was really really cool about the article is ewan mcgregor was talking about how when he would get asked if he would return as obi-wan kenobi it was always just in good faith that he said yes in a lot of interviews even though he didn't know if he would and then I can't remember the woman's name, but she was one of the higher ups at Disney at Lucasfilm. They had a meeting with him and she said, we've seen we've seen you say this. I want to know if it's true. Will you come back? And he says, yes. And then it's officially announced. Then during COVID, we didn't know if it was going to get canceled or not. And then Hayden Christensen is confirmed to be coming back as Anakin because originally it wasn't going to have Vader in it, which I saw that they got through it. And they were talking about how can you tell the story about this character without referencing the person who broke his heart more than anybody else? Because he still loves Anakin, and that's what Deborah Chow was saying. He still really loves Anakin. You don't stop loving him. He he does in spite of what he's become. Um, so, I don't know. Just the fact that everything has culminated in the right way, and everything, it seems like everything happened for a reason, and we're getting all of our childhood characters. Next week, next week, they're coming back. Oh yeah, man. And, it's gonna that's gonna be a real late night for us. Oh yeah. Just getting well a deep dive. Well, hundred oh, percent. Just such a deep dive into our two of our favorite characters, top five, like you said. I I cannot wait. Can't wait. Yeah, man. I have <laughs> I'm afraid my expectations are getting too high. Same. Um how can they not though? How can they not? This is literally the potential for the largest largest mashup of just cool star wars shit ever i know i know and i'm just wondering when how early on we're gonna see vader i don't know man i feel like maybe it'll be at the end of episode one where we just see him putting together his armor well the armor is being put together on or like yeah chamber 
sort of what we saw at the end of the second trailer. And that's where they leave the cliffhanger or maybe at the end of season uh, of episode, episode two. two, because we're seeing it all on the, uh, you know, on the same night. That would make sense, dude. I, I can't know, wait to hear just the, the breathing James Earl Jones, bro. It's going to be insane. Is James Earl Jones in it? I, I I'm assuming if we're getting Vader unless he's just not, unless he's just not going to talk. I don't think you can have Vader's voice without him. No way. You can't. Unless it's computer not in something like at this. this point. Yeah. But, but I don't not know if they're legally like allowed this. to do that. I have no idea. I don't know. No, you need his voice. In something like this, you need it. Like mm-hmm. in a video game, it's different. In other media, it's different. But in this series, you need James Earl Jones. Yes, you do. The GOAT, baby. Yep. So the, only a couple more things to talk about. We have Acolyte. We have a deeper dive into that. It's play. It's yeah. Placed a hundred years before the Phantom Menace in the high Republic area area in the high Republic era. Now, Alec and I haven't been too in tuned of the high Republic. Uh, you know, we do want to know the stories and everything, but we just haven't gotten the chance to really dive into it yet. So before it comes out, we'll we'll read the spark notes on it. Um, yeah, but, but what yeah, we do know is that it's going to be set 100 years before Phantom Menace, like like you were saying. Um, I what what I kind of took away from the article is what they're going to be talking about specifically what the High Republic robes um, were, and they were very white and gold, and what like the themes of the are of the show are going to are going to show is the peacefulness of the Jedi in the Republic at the time, the, the fact that they don't really get into a lot of skirmishes. They don't really venture too far outside of the Jedi temple or, you know, the inner circle um, yeah. kind of, but seem like they mind their business and were potentially truly peacekeepers during that yeah. time. Um, so we're going to see the very start of the corruption of the Jedi order. Um, I don't know how, I don't know who the character is really going to be. I don't know how they're going to portray any of the Sith, um, but I'm really excited about it. I just, I feel like that's a, that could be a huge, huge story. Well, I think one of the really cool things is that we have the opportunity to see Yoda again. I, I was going to ask, like, do you think we see Yoda? I think it's possible, but I think it's going to be more focused on the dark side, which I think we are long overdue for, and we're going to see exactly how the Sith was able to just weasel their way into the Republic, which is super exciting. Yeah, man. It's, it's, I feel like we're going to just get a, a lot of foreshadowing into the events that we see um, during, you know, order 66 and in the fall of the Jedi council, um, maybe just like very specific, uh, you know, kind of callbacks, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, maybe whether it's, text or, or books or anything along those lines. I'm really excited for any Easter eggs that we might get about stuff that we've already seen. Yeah, no, I think there's a, a lot of really good opportunity for this. Uh, it's a movie, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a movie. Is it a movie? Um, yeah. So I, I am very excited for Acolyte now. I, I was before, but I think it's, it, it's long overdue that we get some dark side material. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yes, sir. Sorry, my um, dog. My dog is all over me right now. He just wants to play. I need him to go over there. It's all good. All I good. think. Uh, do we really have too too much more? Um, I know there was more throughout the article. I know uh, some stuff about what was 
was really cool about stepping away from the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. and really diving into new stories for other other younger generations to really latch on to because that's why Star Wars has been able to be so timeless because they keep getting repetitive general not repetitive they keep getting new generations involved and really attached to characters so if they want Star Wars to be here for another 50 years they need to do that a couple more times and no doubt just get get a new generation it's it's on it's almost going to become kind of like phases um and how the mcu is kind of set up um where we're going to get the skywalker saga and then whatever comes next the post skywalker saga i don't know whatever you want to call it whatever it's going to be about um but it's going to end up being kind of set up in phases and and different movies go here and stories go here and here And, and i think that's really cool yeah no definitely it is a uh a great time to be a star wars fan and the future couldn't couldn't be brighter um but everybody we really appreciate you tuning in to episode 73 of the podcast uh i i had i know we we both had a lot of fun talking about this article and just some awesome series coming out so we hope you come back to the channel soon and until the next time that you are on carbonite convos like always may the force be with you remember the force will be with you